Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And as promised in the daily financial news, I have a super surprise guest for you today. We are bringing back the one and only military to millionaire, David. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So uh, we've talked a couple of times over the years, but uh, I saw on, on, I think it was Facebook, I saw a couple of cool things. Uh, first, uh, you have put in your paperwork to exit full-time active duty. So we'll talk about yeah. that. And you also were just on the cusp of getting to a hundred doors. Closed on Monday. Closed we're on Monday. So very, very cool. Well, why don't we talk about what you've been doing since we spoke? I think it was 18 months ago or so. Uh, <laughs> tell everybody who's new to my channel. We're probably tripled or quadrupled in size since you were oh. on the first time. And uh, so who, who is David? What's David doing? Yeah, David is a, uh, for about another week and a half, an active duty <laughs> Marine. Um been in the Marine Corps for 13 years, going into the reserves here in two weeks to take real estate full-time. Uh, started buying real estate in uh, December 2015 was my first purchase, December 28th. Wow. Um, so really basically 2016. Right. And uh, <clears throat> bought a duplex, did the house hack, lived in one side, rented the other, and then uh, just kind of scaled slowly from there. So bought a two, 10 unit, then bought another duplex, then did this, then messed that up, you know, the, the yeah. typical journey, right? Um. And then about a year, year and a half ago, I decided it was time to start really finding my own deals off market, uh, paid someone to be like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I know what I need to do. I know how to do it. I don't have any systems and I don't have any time to figure it out. Help me out. <laughs> and uh, so did that. And uh, that worked really well. So I, I wouldn't say I have a full-time wholesaling business because I actually don't like wholesaling mm -hmm. um, or, or really any of that, mm -hmm. but I have a full-time trying to find really good deals for myself business. And as a byproduct, <laughs> you know, I can't buy them all. So some of them get wholesaled or, or, or flipped or whatever. Ah, um, I, I like that. I like that subtle twist because a lot of people do that business to wholesale first, and then they kind of keep a couple by accident. You're like, no, I'm going to cherry pick the ones I want. I'm going to find a way to get them done. And then if I don't, then I'll sell them. I think that that little twist is cool. Yeah. So, and I mean, let's be real. It's, you know, the money for me is in the long-term wealth, right? So, oh, yes. um, and, and to be fair to anyone who's listening to this, who's hearing this and thinks like, oh, I wouldn't do a deal with Dave because he's sending me the crap. Like, no, it's just, there's only so much capital. So if I find yeah. five really good deals, I'm going to say, yep, I'll take that one down. Oh, well, here's four more. Yeah. And I've already dumped all my money into that one. So yeah, um, totally get it. Yeah. Which, although uh, my acquisitions manager just locked one under contract, uh, zero down, zero interest, seller finance, it's 12 months, no money due till the end of the note. And so uh, I'm kind of like, well, if we can do more of those, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'll closing, take them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm closing costs in and I have 12 months to figure out what I want to do with this house before I owe any money. Like, all right, I might just keep them all then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, again, so um, man, where are we going to go from here? So first off, thank you for your service. Um, so so what? at what point, I don't know when, I don't know when you have to declare whether you're going to leave or not. When did you realize that you were not going to, you know, you weren't going to re-enlist re or whatever it's called? 
Yeah. So I reenlisted four years ago and okay. I, that was a tough decision, but I wasn't, there was a tough decision because I had just like bitten the apple of right. like, you, all you these a, things. Yeah. Um, but I was nowhere near where like I could have jumped ship and basically let my wife pay for everything and then come back here and do a W2. And I could have tried to bootstrap that way, but it just wasn't super appealing. So I was like, all right, right. well, you know, I'm one more time. Yeah, we'll stay in the Marine Corps. And I was thinking at the time that, all right, well, if I do this, then that's it, right? Then I'm, I'm at headed to 13 years. So then it's like a, a real enlistment and a half and I'll be done. You know, okay, cool. Easy day. We'll just finish it out. Right. And about two, about a year after that, year and a half after that, I started the blog, just mm -hmm. kind of documenting what I was doing. And then that started growing. And then I realized, hey, this is completely and totally possible. Let me see what I can do if I really just dig down into this side. Okay then try to build this platform and then try to buy more real estate. Like, let's see where we get in a year. And when I got about a year and a half, two years out, I was like, okay, it's probably possible for me to walk and never have to work again. Cause I didn't want to leave the military and then have to take a W2. Right. I knew, I knew I'd be like the worst employee. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the worst Nick, the new guy ever. Cause people yeah. would be like, Oh, you can't do that. Like, you know, yeah, it, yeah just not, not a good yeah. employee. <laughs> not, yeah. Makes total so, sense. Um, I was like, well, you know, there might be some possibility here, blah, blah, blah. And then about a year ago, year and a half ago, when COVID hit and everybody was like freaking out, well, I just saw my real estate values go up Yeah. and I had no vacancy. And I was like, hmm, well, if this is like what everyone thought was the end of the world and I'm in a position where I have enough in my 401k that I could cover if I didn't have it. Yet, yeah. I was just like, okay, I could leave right now and I'd be okay. All right, I'm gonna do it. Let's 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 set the goal for that. And if I if everything else falls apart, then I can re-enlist up until I think like six months prior to the end okay. of the ending day. Um, and then about a year, nine months to a year ago, I was like, "Yep, all right, I'm, I'm out." <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> so, out in October. <laughs> yeah, so then it became all right. I'm losing money being here, and and here's where I'm that, losing really, money being here. I here's like here's where that really kind of so. I tell people like 102 doors, like you saw, well, you saw the post, like, yeah, like, like 79 of those were purchased in one transaction with two apartments, a hotel and a single family, uh, in like April. Um, <laughs> the guy got a letter for a single family and was like, I want to retire. Here's what I'm thinking. And it was like an 11 cap, a 10 cap, and then a hotel that was not fully operational, but was break even mm. and fully operational is probably worth two, two and a half what we, times what we paid. Right. Um, so we we're like, all right, well, we'll take on that risk. These are cash flowing. They'll cover what that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember sitting in the car with this guy and I worked at the time in a skiff. So I worked in a, a special compartmentalized information facility, basically like no windows, no cell phones, a lot yeah. of building, you know, whatever. So yeah. I would go out on my lunch break and I would sit in the car and I would have like 25 minutes while I'm eating a sandwich to talk to this guy on the phone. And I was like, I am negotiating a two and a half million dollar deal to buy like an apartment and a hotel and all this other stuff. And it's taken me nine days because of the little amount of time that I have to talk to this guy. It's like, this is stupid. It's time to move on and just be able to focus. Like, this is my most important thing right now yeah. and I can't do it. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of the epiphany. And then, um, and then we started doing some, uh, you know, even just one or two deals a month, if we wholesale was enough to completely replace my income, plus the cash flow I had, plus I just kind of realized like, all right, well, uh, I'll never have to work again for anyone else. So I'm going to take it full time. Wow. There's so much in there. I want to make sure uh, <laughs> I hit again. So first off, what is the blog? So people uh, watching my channel will go check it out. From military to millionaire.com. From military to millionaire.com. Yep. 
Uh, and then, um, so how'd you, was it a mailer, just a mailer, cold call? You got, you got, uh, you, you reached out, found him on a house and he's like, Hey, I got all this other stuff. You want it? Yeah. I mean, I wish it was that simple. What actually, happened, <laughs> this is, this is the, this is the reason for systems, right? Yep. In January, he called in, he got a hold of my answering machine service because I had a yeah. service answering the calls. Cause I couldn't answer myself. Of course. Um, and then I reached out to him, couldn't get a hold of him. And I thought he just kind of ghosted and I had no idea who he was or what he wanted. So I put him on a drip campaign and uh, it was like four or five weeks later, he texted back and was like, who's this? And it was like, oh, well, you got this mailer. Oh yeah, I remember that. Let's jump on a call. And I had no idea. Like at this time, all I know is I was mailing to single family houses in this area. You know, no idea. You know, we start talking and we were talking about the house and then he was just kind of like, well, you know, I've been debating retiring and moving to Florida uh, you know, but if I'm going to talk to you about bigger things, I need to know you're serious. And I was like, all right, well, first off, like what kind of bigger things do we need? Yeah. Um, so he, he told me what he had. I was like, all right, well, that's bigger than anything I've purchased so far. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, well, how do I tell this guy I'm serious? And basically what I did was I just said, well, Hey, look, here's my community, you know, and, and ultimately like, this is kind of what I've been doing. This is kind of what I've been building. This is how old I am. This is you mm. know, everything I got going on. Right. And I was like, I can't promise you that I can close it, but I can promise you that I can raise the money to close it. And yeah. he was like, all right, well, so he basically, we got off the phone that night. He looked into the community, did some research on me and he came back and he was like, well, I've got two or three people that are pretty serious investors that I've talked to. And he said, but you know what? I got started in real estate when I was like 28 and my big break came when I was like 40. Yeah. He's like, I think it'd be cool to give you a chance so that you can hit this milestone way sooner than I do. And I was like, wow. oh, well, that's cool. And so we just kind of went back and forth for a while. Yeah. And then I, uh, I after we did a lease option on part and seller financing on another part, and then straight purchase, it was like three different transactions to close everything. It was a big, sure. and after all was said and done, we needed 300K to take it down. And I had a hundred. Okay. So I called a buddy of mine and was like, hey, you run a hotel in town. Can you go walk this for me? And so he walked it and he came back and he called me. Well, his COO walked it and his COO texted. I think he meant to text my buddy, but he texted both of us. Yeah. And he just said something to the effect of like, if Dave will let you, we want in on this or, or like, yeah. I want, like, we want in on this. And uh, <clears throat> so I called you and I was like, Hey, I need, a, I need 300 K to take this down. I got a hundred. He's like, well, I got a hundred and I'm, I'm interested. And my roommate at the time happened to be in the room and was basically like, uh, I don't like, I got a hundred. What are we buying? <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Oh my gosh. So all of a sudden there's three, three of us jerks are, uh, trying yeah. to figure out like from all over the country, like, how do we make this thing close? It was a mess, but yeah. Um, you know, long story short, you never know what you're going to get when you start marketing. Right. Yeah. That does. So let's, let's talk about that. So were you marketing? You, uh, so you said single houses, but in a certain area, like where were you, where were you farming? Uh, this was a really small town that I just kind of figured nobody ever hits. It's like a town of like 3,200 people. So I was like, you know what? Jeez. Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to hit like blanket, uh, yeah, why not? 50% equity with, you know, absentee and see what happens. Um, California, <laughs> Texas, what state? Uh, oh, this is Missouri. So oh, Missouri. Uh, okay. yeah, all my stuff's, um, all my stuff is in Missouri, um, which is why I was able to buy, you know, a hotel for less than $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I normally invest in Southwest in the town. It's like, a, if you count all the suburbs, it's like a half a million. Okay. Uh, this one's about 40 minutes North. And I was just kind of picking off these little. Yeah. You just took a shot. 
Yeah, it's like all right, there's like three or four little towns that are around three thousand people, but they're growing. They have some infrastructure. They have yeah. actual like a Walmart and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know, no one else hits these. Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, ironically, that's the only set of mailers I've ever sent there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was. That's like, a pretty yeah, decent return. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I sent. I mean, it was probably only like 400 mailers because yeah. there's not a whole lot of you know absentee with equity in that town. Yeah, it's and, funny. Uh, it's funny because the town next door was another one I was trying to hit. And this one's so small, you can't pull uh, like data as far as like equity and stuff. Oh, jeez. Like, it's like all their records are like, they must just be in like a filing cabinet. So yeah, they're, they're actually like physical online. paper. <laughs> yeah, so That's kind of a crazy town. So yeah, weird, weird deal. Most of what I do though is in like the actual, you know, the third biggest town of Missouri. So okay, uh, <clears throat> they have- Do I remember right? The last time we talked, you were in Hawaii. Do I remember that right? I was stationed there, yeah. So oh, see, in Hawaii, awesome. Then I moved to San Diego and now I'm, now I'm headed to Missouri. Yeah, or Very I'm cool. back in Missouri. So like you're recording today from Missouri? I'm here. Okay. All right. So that's where you're going to be full-time. That is your neck of the woods. I don't know. I don't want to say the word full-time. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah. 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 So, um, I basically realized, okay, right now my income is going to be the same no matter where I live. And Missouri's half as expensive as Cali and <laughs> yeah, yeah, at a least third is, a third <laughs> is expensive as, uh, Hawaii for living expenses. So oh, I'd go. rather, uh, I'd rather be able to, you know, actually build the business than yeah. focus on finding food. So, yeah, you know, it's a lot awesome. easier to scale or makes it a lot easy to, easier to scale. Yeah, absolutely. Words are hard. Uh, so how far out do you go? Do you, do you do like an hour or two? I mean, what, you're just trying to add in Missouri. Normally I just stay within like the 25 minutes of this area. So okay. just this, this, just this town in Submetro. at this point, uh, that town where we own the hotel and the other town that's adjacent, I'll do those two. Sure. Um, Why so not? those are, add, those add are about scale. 40 minutes, but yeah, those two are the only ones that I'll mess with out of this area. There you go. So what, so, so have you started to think about what life will be when you're no longer a full-time Marine? Oh, uh, so far chaos. I, <laughs> It's, I've been on this internship for four months. Um, in the time, I've hired an assistant, an acquisitions manager, and I'm, you know, I've got the office set up. I'm so it's like okay, I basically took everything I was doing for the military, took that time frame, and said, oh, I have all the time to do all these things I used to say no to. So nice. now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually at a point where I might, I might cancel my podcast soon just because it's just takes time. I'm like, I got other things I need to do. I keep missing episodes. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so at this point I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the, the balance that doesn't exist. Yeah. And I know, I know it'll take me like a year to get everything up and running and systemized to where I can say, all right, cool. I'm gonna leave it three. So. Nice. Well, this is cool. So uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the whole story of military to millionaire. I mean, that's a story that uh, always resonated with me. Both my parents <clears throat> served as we talked about last time. Uh, Let's just say they would not be millionaires without home equity, uh, yep. right? That's um, that was a big deal, obviously. So, so when you when you try to help other military service people, what are you trying to what What do you think they need to hear? Because a lot of the ones that I talked to early, they're like, "Oh, the first thing to do is get a new truck or a Mustang or whatever it is," right? And they're just getting on this hamster wheel, uh, and freaking rat race just crushes them. Yeah. The crazy thing too is. <clears throat> Because when you join the military, um, they will actually like any debt you had prior to has to be slashed to 6% interest or lower. Oh, wow. um, and a lot of places will, and that's like service member civil relief act. Uh, it's like a federal thing, right? Okay. So like if you had a 11% interest rate on a car, you could slash it to six when you join. Um, mm -hmm. And some places will even waive your interest rate. So if you factor all that in, 
joining the military for most people is mm -hmm. like entry level financial freedom, right? You've got your housing covered by the government. You've got food, you've got, you've got all your stuff covered and then you get a paycheck. Yep. So like you could literally just live in the barracks and just take save, your save, save. like 90% of your paycheck and throw it in and invest. Right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I know a guy who saved 50 K in his first like two years in the military, um, which Respect. is, which is most of his paycheck. Right. So, um, it's, it, it is. It's hard to tell people, though, like, hey, you should save up. So what I usually say is like, hey, make sure you're putting at least 10% into your thrift savings plan. So you're getting the 5% the match from the government. It's, you know, tax advantage. It's way more valuable to put money in there now than it is to put money in there later. Mm -hmm. And then start learning what you want to do with your finances. Um, you know, whether that's houses or whatever. If you're married, I think, I mean, I think the VA loan, the house hack is yeah. the number one thing you could possibly do. Uh, and the younger you do it, the better, right? I mean, it's a whole lot easier to house hack when you're 25 than it is to house. Yeah, hack when you're I, I got to tell you house. I mean, again, right? 23, 24, 25 <laughs> house hack a VA loan at out all. I mean, how many times did you transfer duty stations? Is that what it's called? Duty station? Yeah, uh, by the I Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. So 13 years uh, without doing all the math. In 13 years, I was stationed at not all the other places I went, but I was stationed in Japan, San Diego, Missouri, Hawaii, San Diego. So I mean, basically every two and a half years. Yeah. So in theory, I guess, I don't know about Japan, but at least all the U.S. states, you could have in theory bought a home or a duplex or up to a quad, right? And yeah. house hacked. Oh yeah. And imagine if I'd done that when I was in Cali the first time in 2012, if I was oh, in San dude. Diego County, San, San Diego County in 2012, if I'd bought a duplex, a try or a quad, I'd be well, oh, you'd not. be set out a million bucks today. Just yeah, I'd, I'd be wonderful. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, 2012 was like damn near, I mean, maybe 11 might've been better, but 12 wasn't bad. So <laughs> I look back on it and I'm like a buddy Don't. of mine, a buddy of mine bought a single family in 2014 in uh, North park and he okay. just sold it for 517 profit. And I'm like, man, that was a single family. If I'd bought a you know, if you think about a multifamily and two years before that, I would have been oh. sitting great. Oh, it'd have been a million bucks. I mean, if it was a quad, it'd been a million bucks. I mean, yeah. uh, oh, sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes you don't want to look back. I know you're like, <laughs> oh, I mean, and it took me two and a half years in Missouri to even buy my first property because people talked me out of it. I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah, I had the VA loan and I, yeah. So, so do you, so let me just ask it really quick in pointed 25 year old or younger uh single let's 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 remove the married thing is one of your number one advice uh get the house hack of va loan if you really want to kind of get on the path path the yeah way. as quick as humanly possible yeah if you're like you know like if you just join the military they'll probably make you wait till you get a little bit of a promotion to move out of the barracks Fair but by the time you're 25 you can absolutely do that and especially for the guys who are like the officers who are coming in right these guys i mean you talk about having it made so they commission, they come into their first unit, they're 22, 23, fresh out of college, they get the housing allowance automatically. But it's like, uh, you're a single lieutenant or captain or whatever. And now you've got a whole bunch of single lieutenant friends who ended up at the same place. Like yeah. I have a friend who did this, I, I wish I could take credit for him doing this. But he did exactly what I've been telling people to do. He bought a, he didn't even buy a, a quad. He bought right outside the base in a really nice location, like a beautiful, like 
very desirable neighborhood. And he bought a five bed, two or five bed, four bath home with two master suites. And he rented four of the rooms out to other officers. And then he lived in the last one. And he was cash flowing almost $2,000 a month, I think. And while, living, while living in it. Yeah, while living in it for free, while collecting all of his housing allowance. And now he moved out and he's making like, I think it's like three grand a month to own this thing that's appreciated like $250,000 since he bought it. Folks, if you're in the military, you're a young uh officer uh listen to that again until you get it and then go do that right yeah, yeah. i gotta i gotta and i'm happy to introduce you to rio because he's now doing it again i think in japan uh, he didn't buy there but he's renting and renting spaces yeah. out to people so yeah um he, he's amazing. he's super happy to talk to people about it but yeah it's totally doable very cool well how, just since you said that how do you want people to reach out how should they follow you should they go to your blog or what's the deal uh probably the easiest way to reach out is just hit me up on instagram uh from military to millionaire there you go. From, million, from military to millionaire. Awesome. I know it's super long. That's okay. And then uh, did I, do I have it right? You're going out to, what is it? BPCon? Is that what they're calling it now? I uh, will be at BPCon this weekend. Yep. Yeah. So if you're going to BPCon, BPCon, it's in New Orleans or where is it? Yeah, it's in New Orleans. Yeah. So uh, make sure to reach out and ask uh, CBC David there. You can be wearing any swag so people can recognize uh, you. I will at least one or two days. I will be wearing a big shirt that has just white letters. It just says military millionaire. There you I'll go. be, I'll be, I'll be noticeable, but looking for the, look for the mustache. It's ah, the little stash. Everyone, everyone else rec- recognizes the stash. That's there the thing, you go. So. There you go. Well, what else is going on in your world? Anything else we should be talking about this, this last 18 months you got, I think there's a book over your right shoulder there. Oh yeah. I should, I should get really, I should really get better about like saying something. Yeah. So I, uh, I wrote a book called the no BS guide to military life, which is, uh, there you go. I forget how long it is. What is it? 200 pages of crap. Um, <laughs> 200 and something, 250 pages, 40 pages, something like that of, uh, basically it's everything I wish I'd known when I joined the military. So okay. it's like, I, I wrote it as like, man, if I, if someone had handed me this at 18, what would I want it to say? And right. So it talks through like how to use your 401k and what funds to actually put your money in. And then mm-hmm. like whether you should do Roth or traditional and why and how much to match and when it's okay to roll that into an SDIRA and you know, how to get promoted and what jobs you should do in the military. But also, you know, like probably, probably half the book is, is real estate and yeah. a house very hack. large chunk of <laughs> loan and house hack. Yeah. Um, amazing. Definitely not a whole lot of like the, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of a crypto gambler and index fund guy too, but definitely lean. I mean, yeah. 90% of the wealth is in real estate. So very, very cool. Well, if you want to leave my audience with anything, which is very much a buy and hold audience, what would you want to tell them to kind of wrap this up? And real estate's easy. Just if it, it, it buy and hold is easy. And I hate saying that, but like you buy a house that you can afford to hold on to for a long time. And as long as you hold on to it for a long time, you make a lot of money eventually. There you so, go. Yes. <laughs> don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. And what do you say to all those people that are screaming crash, crash, crash? I don't think the, I mean, we could go really far into that, but I think the one number that I look at more than anything is the inventory doesn't support a crash. If everything that's yeah, uh, exactly. the, the big, the big argument I hear is the, uh, what about the forbearance? And it's like, well, if every house that was under forbearance got foreclosed on on the same day, yeah. which isn't reasonable, no. but if it happened, it, let's just say San Diego County. If every house in forbearance in San Diego County got foreclosed on on the exact same day, it still would not bring inventory up to where it was two years ago in normal exactly. cycle. So I don't see it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't see it. there might be a pullback. There might be this, but like, yeah, I, I'm calling think, for a housing slowdown, which means we go from yeah. hundred miles an hour to 40. Doesn't yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. And I think people think the, the prices are, you know, the, the 08 bubble, but I think that in 08, it wasn't as much of an inflation thing as it is now. So, yeah, yeah who knows? 
I, yeah. I, the way I look at it is this, I'm buying houses at under 70% value because I'm finding them go. off market. Mm-hmm. So if I'm buying something for 70% value, even if it's high, it's not going to crash 30%. No. And if it does, I'll be okay because I'm still cash flowing. So who cares? There you go. Buy and hold works. Make sure cash flows day one. Don't bet on appreciation. Oh, and this it. is a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much for doing this again. One more time. What is the Instagram handle? From military to millionaire. Look them up. A lot of great stuff. Thanks, David. Thanks, brother. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm.